Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I'm Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, today is such a beautiful day because today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. You know, I did not take the week off on last week on purpose. I took the week off last week so that I could become a published author. That's right. I am now a published author thanks to a book I've just written called The Hill. It's a story about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. However, it's a story within a story. It kind of is more like a movie script that you uh, you uh, you read with your imagination because there are characters, there are there are plots, and you know, of course, the 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 ultimate, the sacrifice, the torture, the death, and then the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I used from uh, the Bible to make this book happen. Um, just Isaiah, parts of Isaiah, John, Matthew, uh, some of Luke and also Mark. And, and, and I just went all in. I just want someone to read it and to understand it and to just live it. Because the Bible is such a, a a livable presence that it is alive and well if we receive it with thanksgiving and faith. So just to one person to read this book and to understand that I am not trying to rewrite the Bible. That's what I'm not trying to do. But I am just adding the the story in a more modern day um a connection so that so that as you read your imagination will take you into that that era or that world you know uh, when we read the bible and it reads and it reads to us that is what the bible is doing that is interpretation so i hope and pray that through the interpretation that that you will get the meaning of what the the hill is all about well on today, I just want to talk a little bit about how we ought to live in this day and time. You see, we are approaching some of the most unknown times that we've ever faced in our life. And as long as I've been on this earth, which is all of 48 years, the things that I'm seeing now, I've never seen before. However, the Bible reminds us that these things that we've never seen before, regardless of your age, that we are now seeing, because these are the things that lead up to the return of Christ. And if you're not ready for him, I beg you, I am pleading with you, get ready now, because that time, it could be any time. It could be right. And just like that, it could happen. Just like that, it could happen in the middle of this podcast. It could take place. Christ could come back at any moment, just like that. And I did that so to show you just how fast it could happen. You could be pumping gas. You could be ordering a pizza. You could be texting on your phone. You could be going for a jog. And just like that, you could be raptured up. But before... That happens with the opportunity that I have now 
to give to you through this, through, through this, this ministry. I want to talk to you a little bit about how we ought to live in the days that we have left on this earth. You see, Romans one and the, uh, I think it's my new glasses, the 16th uh, verse, Paul writes these words. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just, the the righteous shall live by faith. You know, just, just so you understand, Paul is a first century prophet. Now he once was a, a law abiding citizen who followed the law to the T, but now because of his hatred for those who were of the way, for those who followed Christ, because of his hatred for those people, God used the very talent that this man had at killing folk with the sword. He now turned him over to kill the the, the, the demon spirit with the sword, that being the word of God. So now Paul, which was a great weapon to the world, is now a great weapon in the hand of God. And he has written to us how we ought to live in these final days and times. We ought to live righteously, righteously. We ought to live righteous. That's what I'm trying to say. We, this is how we ought to live. And he's, he's only telling us the truth. He's only telling us the things that will prevail us. To, to meet the Lord when he returns. Because if you remember, Jesus said to be of good cheer for he has overcome the world. And if we are of good cheer, if we believe in Christ, if we have him in the midst of, of, of our being, then we're going to meet him in the air. You see, I believe, now this is me, and I've told you this before here in the pop, traveling pulpit, that, that my belief is not reflective of something that you should grab. Well, Vernon said, you know, Vernon said, no, I'm only saying what I believe. The The Bible will, will tell you something different, like it told me something different, but it still is the word of God. And I believe that when we take communion, we are taking commitment with Christ. Just as Christ had communion with his father in his father's kingdom before he came to this world, had commitment to his father. So if we take communion and we are meaningful in our communion, we're taking commitment with Christ. So no matter what we go through, we must remember the commitment we have with Christ. So no matter what happens in this world, no matter who tries to to sway us or to trick us. We must remain faithful to Christ. And this is for everyone. Now, if you notice in Romans uh, 1 and 16, Paul mentions that salvation is to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Well, when you think about it, most of the Jewish nation, excuse me, rejected Christ. They didn't want to, they didn't want to have anything to do with him. I would say a little more, a little less, a little more uh, than most, but, but still 
the Jewish nation, some of them rejected Christ. They did not receive him as the son of God. For the Greeks, there were some that, that accepted him and some that rejected him. Same thing for the Gentile. But here in verse in chapter 10 of Romans and verse these glasses again, uh, verse five, Paul writes this. Moses wrote about the righteousness that is based on the law. Remember, Paul was a law abiding citizen. The person who does the commandments shall live by them. Meaning that's what Paul was living by. He was living by the law and he lived to the letter of it. This is why it was such a, a it was such an effective thing for him to enforce the law on those that were following the way because it infringed on the law that he had lived his entire life. And this is why he had to meet Christ on the road to Damascus. It says, but the righteous based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. You see, you have some movies out there where, where people have gone into heaven and they've come back down to tell us what heaven is like. No one. And I mean, no one. But Christ himself has ascended and descended into heaven, which he has told Nicodemus over in the book of John. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is Christ being up from the dead and no one. No one can say that they are still alive after being brought back from the dead, because if you were brought back from the dead, chances are you're dead now or you were, or you're going to die. Yeah. The doctors may have saved you. They may have gotten you off life support and all that. But you know what? The time is still a, 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 an important part of life. And at some point that time for us will, will run out. I can have my heart shocked after being clinically dead for you know, odd amount of minutes and still be brought back. But that does not mean that I have gone anywhere or I have seen anything. It does not mean that I have crossed over. See, in the Jewish uh, custom or the Jewish belief, they believe that the soul hovered over the body for at least three days before the soul departed from the body, which is why the resurrection of Christ is so important for our belief, because Christ was was in the grave for three whole days, according to the Jewish calendar. And then on the third on the third day, he raised again. So Paul goes on to say in verse eight, the word is near you. The word is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, I'm not telling you something made up. I'm telling you what's right here in the Bible. Romans chapter 10, starting at verse five. This is how we ought to live our lives. Now, I'm saying these things, but I'm saying these things as one of the biggest sinners you'll ever meet. You're hearing me right now, but I'm admitting I'm not making God a lie because anyone that says that they are not a sinner is making God a lie. And I'm not going to do that here on the traveling pulpit. You're going to hear God's word and you're going to hear it in an unscripted manner. 
because I do not want to tell anyone anything that will hinder their walk with Christ. So therefore, when you listening to the traveling pulpit, yes, you are listening to me. You're listening to my unscripted voice, but you are listening, listening to a chosen vessel of the Lord Jesus Christ who has chosen me to deliver this message in this unscripted fashion. So yes, I am a sinner. I am one of the biggest sinners, you know, and I tell everyone when Paul's head was cut off and they put up the, uh, the help wanted sign, I was the first to apply. So I think that 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 chief center role goes to me. If you disagree, contact me. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll discuss it. OK, now, if you believe in your heart, well, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the scripture says, down in verse 11, everyone, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the Lord is the Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That includes us, the Gentile. That includes the non-believer. That includes the agnostic. That includes those who decided that they will walk out on their faith. The door is still open and you still have time. He wants to have that relationship with you. And I am certain, I have no doubt if you reach out to him, he will reach back to you. But you have to make him Lord of your life. If Christ is not the Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. I just want to make that clear to you. So down in 14, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it up now. He says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how? Are they to hear without someone preaching? Oh, wow. I am so glad you're listening to the traveling pulpit today. I'm so glad that you have become one of the over 700 listeners to this podcast to know that someone is preaching the word of God. I love a more teaching style, but still someone is preaching the word of God. And I hope that that someone who's preaching the word of God has said something to you that has stirred your spirit that you will want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. None other. And how are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet or how sweet are the feet of those who preach the good news? the gospel of peace, but they have not all obeyed the gospel for I say it for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report, what has heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed, they have. So you have heard the word of God preached to you today on the traveling pulpit by myself, Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, asking you to make your election sure. You don't have to wait to November. You don't have to wait to August. You can make your election sure right now by choosing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All you got to do is just open your mouth and confess 
that Jesus is Lord and open your heart and believe that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That's all you have to do on this end. There was still some more work to be done there. There, 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 there is having Christ change your life. See, it's easy for someone to do these things, but it's hard when you come to know the truth. Why? Because the truth will set you free, meaning the truth will change you. The truth will take you from what you thought you knew to what you ha- ought to know. I think I said that right. Yeah. That's what the truth does. The truth changes you. It makes you a person you once were into the person that Christ had already meant for you to be, which is why uh, when some people come to the truth, they can't hang out with the friends they used to hang out with. They can't go to the places they used to go and they can't do the things that they used to do. And people will be upset with them for that. That is because the truth has changed them. The truth has made them whole and has set them free. And I hope and pray that today that someone has heard the word of Christ and has opened their heart to belief and their mouth to confession and to ask the Lord to be their savior and their Lord, their king and their Christ. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I do not waste words when I say that. I do not do this out of out of uh, a dollar sign. I do not do this out of a get rich quick get rich quick scheme. I do this out of love. And in order to 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 have love, you have to have belief that the love is alive inside of you. That's the only way we can we can be recognized in this world. The Bible says, if we have love for one another, I know we're on both sides of a fence right now, black on one side, brown on one side, white on another side, and everybody's looking at each other. But if everybody's looking at each other, who's looking up? See, when you look up, you're looking up to the hills from where your help comes from. You're not looking up to the sky to to see to see the birds or to see the clouds. No, you're looking up to see where your help comes from. Because everybody wants the truth, but no one wants to hear the truth. But here on the traveling pulpit, that is exactly what you're going to hear. And as I've said before, my voice is not for everybody. My voice is unscripted. But I pray my voice will remain truthful, even in the days to come. I pray that my voice will remain unscripted and truthful. That is the message for the day for today. I am sincerely grateful to you. I look forward to doing this with you on next week. And please, uh, Kindle is where you can find The Hill, the book The Hill for your e-readers. And Amazon is also where you can find the paperback uh, version of The Hill. Um, I believe the, the, the way you find it is you type in The Hill uh, Vernon Sheridan, my first and last name, and it'll pop up. It's a picture of a rock and a tree with some hills in the background. And I encourage, as I've always encouraged to share this message, tell your friends about this book. Again, it's not a get rich quick, get rich quick scheme. Say that three times. It's a matter of just giving someone the message in the way that they will receive it, because not everyone will receive it from the Bible. But I pray that this book will be something that that will uh, uh, encourage people 
who don't normally read the Bible to read the Bible. That's all it is. That's all it's about. It's about someone teaching someone about someone who will save everyone. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. I love you. Again, this is it for me. I will be here on next week giving you another unscripted message. I pray that you be well, you be safe, and that you will call on the name of the Lord, that he will will respond and reach out to you in return. I'm Vernon Sheridan. You have been listening to the Traveling Pulpit. I am also the man with the unscripted voice saying goodbye for now.